30 minutes or so. Absolutely no agenda. And working on the second glass of whatever. That's when the evening gets interesting. When the stories and thoughts just come. Like a work week too full that tips over and the pent-up laughter pours out. These are the unguarded thoughts and opinions, the anecdotes and antics, the conversations that just plain happen on a Thursday night, when you're two beers in. Now, here are the hosts of Two Beers In, Brett Weaver and Monica Ballard. Well, we're definitely in a Texas bar now. Steve Avon and Ben and then Ben Morrison, Ben Morrison, Brad Eye Girl, his favorite song. Oh, was it? It's not his favorite it's not song. His favorite song. <laughs> okay, good to know. Yeah. If I run into the ghost of Steve Avon. Mm, ben Morrison. Ben Morrison ben. is not. Brian Eye Girl is not. is not his favorite just song. Like, he just loves like the song is his best. <laughs> just like Tom Petty hated "Don't Do Me Like That." Yeah. And Billy Joel hates just the way you are. Uh, probably, probably. <laughs> yeah. Piano Man hates just the way you are. He probably hates Piano Man too. He he absolutely hates Piano Man, uh, and he says what a lot of people don't realize. You know, when you when you walk into a place and they have a they have a piano bar and the guy sees you and starts playing Piano Man, and you see that realization on his face as he realizes. It's really just one melody line played in two different octaves. Right. He's <laughs> gonna like Wait a second. Hey. This isn't that hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, he, and he looks up and 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 you know, he looks up at the piano player and the piano player goes, is that kind of squinty guy? And he, goes, and and he goes, goes, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yep. I, I made money off of this. Yep. <laughs> My millions. Now it's your turn. My millions. Did you ever see the, uh, they did a video for the like 30th anniversary of Bosom Bodies or something like that, where they had a couple of comedians try to recreate the intro to Bosom Bodies? I did see that. Yeah, I think that was Paul Rudd and somebody else. I can't, I can't remember. Guy, it might have been Will Ferrell. Right, and it was a good long 12 minute thing. Yes. And at one point or whatever, they have a falling out and they're gonna, you know, bring in somebody else. And it turns out to be Tom Hanks. He's like, you fucking assholes. I can't believe you. I can't believe you got me all worked up for this and then I'm not gonna be in. Oh, oh, this it's is just for Yeah. And they're Billy Joel and they're like, no, see, you're doing it wrong. I'm on my second drink already. Okay. Which was uh, frozen? No. So you've finished. Fro- froze. You, you have finished your second drink. Now I'm ready to go into my third drink. Wow. Yeah. All right. Things are going to get wild here on a, two beers in. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, Don is supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah. And Don, Don isn't. I don't see him so, here. Is Don invisible? Unless, no, that's not him either. So, no. 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 So, but Doug's here. Doug's here. Yeah. And I'm here. I'm Monica. And I'm enjoying a uh, Kung Fu Robot beer. Well, God it's bless you. It's a beer. You. 
<laughs> it's well, a beer. Okay. <laughs> All right. It sounded like yeah. a, a kung fu robot. Kind of sounded like a. Kind of sounded like a sex toy there yeah. or something. Yeah. It's <laughs> called the kung fu robot. I, I'm enjoying Plus, a kung fu I'm robot. I'm enjoying my beer. It's, it's very grippy. And the beer is very refreshing <laughs> yeah. too. Also, this beer is good. Yes. <laughs> and you are. I am Brett Weaver, and I was drinking a Frozone, and uh, now it's empty. Whoa. And so I will probably maybe have a kung fu grip myself. So <laughs> we'll see. It's a kung fu robot, meaning right. it's 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 mechanical and not real. And yet, was kung fu fighting probably? It, it was at some very point. exciting. It was very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, Doug, what are you drinking? Kung fu robot. Okay. Look. Turn. I don't think Man, the on. kung fu robots are everywhere. There. They're is taking it on? over. Yes, it is on. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, look, it's my wife. Hey, yeah. hey everybody, it's my wife. Hey, she, my wife. She goes off the list. <laughs> she's, she is now off of the list. Look how she's cute. She's all cute and sunny. Yes. Okay. Um, I got offered for volume four on Go Ahead. I got another book. Instead of just sound effects, I can do it Wow, great job. EK got offered a book. Of Gotcha Mind. Which is a, it's a, a fighting robot. <laughs> yeah, it's Power Rangers. Is it a Kung Fu robot? There, there are Kung Fu robots in it. I'm sensing a theme. Yeah, and if you're going to go get a beer, you should get me a Kung Fu robot as well. Thank you. All right. Yes, please. That's fine. I'm going to make my wife sit with me while I record. Uh, I have a story to tell. Yay! So, uh, as some of you may know, I am a voice actor of some repute. Yes. Some of it is ill repute, but uh, <laughs> uh, I did this show. This is the. Uh, if Matt Greenfield, the director, is hearing me doing this, which he's not, but if he was, <laughs> he'd be very upset when I say this is a badly named show. It's called <laughs> Garo Red Requiem. Oh, man. Yeah, that's like the rural drawer, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and and I get to play, I got to play a 400-year-old ring that uh, is imbued with the spirit of a samurai, a smart-ass samurai. Okay. Because he's old and he doesn't give a shit about anything, right? All right. And it's apparently like, dead in the inside a ring. Yeah, I'm dead and I'm inside a ring and I don't give a fuck. Well, I'd be pissed too, probably. Yeah. Well, he's not upset about being in the ring. He's okay. helping out. He's, he's got a job to do. He's like, it's the afterlife. I can help. Cool. All right. So, uh, good attitude. Yeah, good attitude. He actually yes. has a good attitude. All right. Uh, uh, and it's a live action. It's a live action show that's been dubbed into English, that we dubbed into English. And the Garo series is a lot like an adult version of Power Rangers. All right. Meaning there's boobs. There's a lot of boobs. Yeah, boobs. There's a lot of boobs involved. (laughs) And some of them are breasts, too. So uh, uh, I I announced, I found out one day before they did the screening of it at Alamo Draft House in Houston. And so I took a chance and I was able to get off work so I could drive up there and make it by 6.30. 
And my sister, Simone, found out. And she said, hey, well, can I come? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And she said, well, I'm, I'm going to bring Sam, my or Jeff, my my nephew, mm-hmm. who's 25. Okay. And so uh, I was like, yeah, bring him along, too. And uh, she goes, well, am I going to like this show? Now, <laughs> my sister's cool, but she is First Baptist. Uh-huh. And I was like, you're probably not going to like this show. <laughs> And she goes, well, what are we going to do if I don't like it? And I go, well, we'll make fun of it. And she goes, sure. you'll make fun you of know. a show that you're in? And like, I was like, Simone, I make fun of the show while I'm recording it. So it's not. It's like, I've gotten paid. Yeah, okay. it's okay. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. The, the director very much knows my feelings on the show by the time. And if he still invites me to the screening. We're, uh, we're good. Game on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so we get there, and it was nice, and 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 the people there were very nice. Uh, but as the show starts, you know, in a lot of anime in general, when it's been translated, you you will find that there's one word that keeps showing up over and over, and it can be different words. Like a lot of the times, it, like for them, it's Nissan, Nissan, which is brother, 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 and you're yeah. like, can't you just call each other by your fucking name? No. <laughs> so, ah, my wife with the Kung Fu grip. Thank you very much. <laughs> and also a beer. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, in the case of this show, the word was horror. As, as in, as a, a, not as in an existential as, idea, but no. as in a demon, a, oh. a bad thing, a horror. Uh-huh. And the hero of the story, please don't ask me what his name is. I know that he's Bob. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so Bob's whole role is to defeat horrors. To destroy horrors. Uh-huh. To kill horrors. So I'm the first person, my character is the first person on the screen and starts describing a little bit of the, here's what this is and this is what's going on. And there's these things that we're battling called horrors. Right when I say that on screen, my sister turns and looks at me. <laughs> She's looking at me and I go, I, I said horrors. <laughs> That's that's what I said. Horrors. That's what he's saying. She's like, okay. <laughs> and so we keep watching the show, and other people are saying yes. horrors. Yeah. And she every single time she turned and looked at me, I go, it's horrors. I'm telling you, it's horrors. And the director's like two seats down from me, so it's not like he can't hear any of this, right? <laughs> And so finally, there's one scene where they're talking about the horrors, and we have to kill the horrors. And finally, one guy says, there's nothing I like better than killing horrors. And someone looks at me and goes, he's saying horrors. It's horrors. That's what's happening. Frank tells me about this, and I'm like, so the script is written by Frank Miller? Yeah. yeah, It's a Frank Miller. It's a Frank Miller. Horrors, 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 horrors. And so then the rest of the, the show, we're laughing in the background. I'm very happy to say that... Uh, my character got the first laugh Yay. of the show, and so we high fived on purpose. It wasn't yeah, a right. it wasn't a ridiculous laugh. Oh, okay. It was. There were moments where we're like, "Why did that suddenly just happen?" Like no <laughs> explanation. They even had a Marvel, uh, a Marvel Cinema uh, in 
post-credit thing that oh. I'd forgotten about too. A stinger at the end, oh, and you know, uh-huh. like in the six people that actually knew what this show's about. Because here's the thing: this show has ten seasons. This show has ten seasons already. Mm. And there's something like 13 iterations of the show. So there's anime, oh there's live God. action. So we know nothing about it. And that's the point that Matt was saying was, yeah. this is a show that no one knows about here in the United States. And then once I was done watching it, I'm like, this is the show that everybody... Yeah, I'm like, okay, I think I know why people don't know about this show. <laughs> so... I mean, it's fun, and there are boobs, and that was the thing. And, 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 and horrors. My, and horrors. Horrors. <laughs> horrors. 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 Yeah. And um, then, then they have Red Requiem. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> R-O. Red, Red Requiem. Requiem. And I, just every so time. So when you've had three drinks, my, and you're trying to buy tickets. Even when I'm sober, I'm going, Psych. I have to slow down. Tell and, us which movie you would like to buy <laughs> tickets for. I would Red, like Red Requiem. <laughs> the rural jurors. Screw it, come with the wind. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm just going to see Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, Avengers <laughs> Infinity Stone or what? Infinity War. <laughs> no pop culture. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. All right. So, uh, you, I am very sorry that today that I was not able to give you the technical you support. Were, you were worthless. I was. I had no work. She were calls, a worthless bastard. I'm standing in line at Rock and Roll Rental. My brain is not on tech at all. Getting stuff done. And she calls me up. Hey, tell me how to get all of this stuff done on audition and the equipment hooked up. I'm like, I'm not even in that brain space. And then the guy's well, like, you uh, can get we go? in the brain space, please? Because I got Stacy and Scott sitting here ready to record. I was not in a good, but but I, I reached out later when I was in a spot. Yeah, but of I was at home late. enjoying a turkey sandwich by then. Oh, the office get... was locked. Ray had the keys again. And, um, and he called me up and said, so why... Didn't you record with Scott and Stacy? Because Brett is a worthless <laughs> IT person. I told him that Scott and Stacy simply ran out of time. Okay. Um, and by the time I got home in my driveway, he called up again and said, "So, tell me again why you didn't record?" I said, "They ran out of time, and I couldn't get an audition to work." Yeah. Yeah. In general. In general. So did you did you ever figure it out or is it still no? No, I never figured it out. Okay, so we need to take time when there's not pressure of someone standing there and I will help you and we will get it figured out. Except it's gonna be all different at your place. No, not if you bring your device and your, your It's not my device. Oh, whose device it's was Ray's it? It's the whole setup in his office. Oh well you know what? Then he needs to give you the he technical. Needs, he needs to tutorialize me. Yes. On that thing. Right down the damn diet. This I, that's I need to why, be tutorialized. That's why I'm a process guy. But you know, I didn't want to bug him. He had just been in an accident. Yeah, whatever. With his four-year-old <laughs> child in the back seat. I'm sure the kid's fine. And I know. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I don't think they're trying to tutorialize him anymore with the Me Too thing going yeah, on. Yeah, however, we were supposed to. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of red. 
Red Requiem. Red Requiem. Red Rum. Speaking of Red Rum. He sent me a text right after the accident. To text. Well, of course he did. Messaging. To tell me he had been in an accident, come find him, get the keys, so I can let Scott and Stacey in and we can record. And he said, hang on, come down to the corner of Marlon Mama. I was just in a car accident. And I'm like, Marlon Mama. Marlon Mama. What is Marlon? Marlon Mama. Marlon Mama. And I was like, what did, what, did he just have slurred speech or is it a, did he have a, a stroke? spelling issue? Yeah. Or is like, Marlon Mama. And then... I kind of Lamar and Morrow, Morrow, Morrow and Lamar, Morrow and Lamar. So right by the triangle is what you're saying. Yes, yeah, by the screwed up Donkey Kong intersection right there. Yes. Hate that I've gotten a ticket at that intersection, and yeah. saw entering an aircraft at Dallas-Fort Worth. <laughs> and there's a picture of my dead barbecue <laughs> in, the, in the yard. It got picked up by a microburst and oh, yeah, that's body right. slammed in the backyard. I had to come and strong back weak mind <laughs> that I thing. Sent, <laughs> I sent a message to Brett that said, it's fallen and it can't get up. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's all fall down. <laughs> so, um, so there was a sign just before entering the aircraft at Dallas-Fort Worth. And I, I, I just stopped the line, got my phone out, and took a photo of this. And it says, this area is not, all caps, for storage of, quotation marks, cabin supplies. <laughs> this area is not for storage of... <coughs> Cabin supplies. Including the cabin boy. Like, what is, what is, which it begs to ask the question, what exactly is cabin supplies? <laughs> Why is that in quotation, quotation marks? What, what the? I want to build a cabin. Where what's do a, I put it? What's not a, here. Not, what, what's a euphemism for cabin supplies? Put your supplies here, buddy boy. Buddy boy. Bucko. So... Dave Young had a had a post, one of my partners had a post regarding no not the wedding consultant Dave Young 
No, no, no. This is what happens when you scroll through a phone while you're recording. <laughs> so he, he posted a sign, and I said, I've got one to top that, sir. And I posted the, the photo that I took. Yes. And, and someone immediately posted with this very logical explanation of, well, what, what had probably happened there is that the catering people had left things in the entryway there in the jetway, and they can't leave them there. It upsets the ground people, you know, the ground, ground crew, crew. sure. And so they don't want it there either, and that's probably the reason for the sign. And I, <laughs> so I responded back, I said, that may be fine, but it's not nearly as entertaining as cabin supplies being a euphemism for, for prostitutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to which he responded, okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, See, yeah. I was expecting you to go, great story, bro. <laughs> Maybe. Great. They, great story, bro. Great. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. I was looking for Here. logic at exactly this moment. Yeah, thanks for that. Thank Here's you. your participation trophy. <laughs> Here. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to group six. <laughs> you bored last. You have failed. <laughs> why are you sitting with the accountants? You know why. <laughs> I need to listen to more music. I'm not listening to enough music. I, they played the uh, Black Panther ending credits theme song twice on the radio. Been cruising around. Who is playing the Black Panther end credits music on the radio? Just out of curiosity. Other than oh, John Ailey. <laughs> what that be John totally, Ailey? totally smacks me as something that John Ailey would do. No, it was on KUTX. But... Well, it was well, on yeah, KUTX. But, early okay. in the, but it's not early in the morning, but later in the afternoon, right? Oh, it's, I don't know. It was on no, no, I'm asking you. A, what time of day did you hear it? Oh, like just now. Right? Just now. Okay, there okay. we go. All right. Yeah, so it's there. definitely not so, John Ailey. Unless John Ailey snuck in, which, you know. I, and, and this is what it would sound like. So, so look up. So, those of you who are not from Austin, Texas, you need to look up John Ailey, which is spelled A I E L L E. With an I O U. There's an umlaut. There's an umlaut. There's an umlaut somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Niner, Niner. But there's even a website. Why is there a cosine in there? I hate John Ailey. Yes, but I don't hate John Ailey. But I do have problems with John Ailey. He, but I, oh, I hate, I God. hate, he's just so love odd. John. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the reason why I sometimes go, houses have doors. Yeah, houses have doors. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the door. By the door. By the doors. We're burning down the house. Burning down the house. Like something by the doors. He's like, houses have doors. It's like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to tie those two together, John? <laughs> Houses have doors. Well, no, no, no. This is how he does Ch- Change the... <laughs> and you're like, okay. And you're then the music zombie being felt I, I swear. There's just so many times. That, and and I, I, uh, I applied for a job at KUT. 
uh, as their IT guy. Yeah. And I okay. went in and spoke to Hawk Mendenhall, mm-hmm. who is the the uh, station manager. And uh, he asked me, what's one of the first things that you would do if you came to work here? And I said, honestly, <laughs> I would come in and while John Ailey is recording, I would come in and turn the bass down to where I can actually hear his voice because I never can understand what it is. It's saying, and he looked at me and I go, I've been waiting 15 years to tell that joke to you. So if I don't even get this job, if I don't even get this job, I don't care. I was no. able to tell that joke. <laughs> Speaking of jokes and auditions and things like that, um, we we were shooting commercials over at a client's place of business, Scott and Stacy. Yes. And um, the fellers. The fellers. Kangaroo. Mm. And um, Scott was telling me about when they were first starting out in the roofing business. They were hiring a receptionist because oh, we wanted a couple shots of the dog because we talk about what a great family atmosphere the company is that you know someone brings their baby to the office and there's company dogs and things like that so we got a few shots of the dog the dog did not want to be in this commercial the dog oh, that's every the best. time we tried to call the dog He's like, to go down nah. the hall the dog would, would would look around the corner very critically toward the camera kind of like nah, I'm not going down there no I'll be no, in my trailer no yeah yeah <laughs> and I said and, and so um, we had to do the shots with the dog before 4.15, I said, why, is the dog union? Is it, you know? We can't. He's got a better contract than anybody else. And so when, when the employee left with the dog, I said, thank you, we'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you won't come, but yeah, right. uh, sure. Yeah. So, bitch. <laughs> so I, I, I brought up the old joke of... Um, uh, you, you can go ahead and take your pic. You will keep the resume, but if you if you like, you can keep your you picture. Because yeah. that's always the it's like, oh, yeah. oh man, I am not, I am not getting this gig. Yeah, kind of thing. My yeah. favorite is. Uh, well, thank you. Yes. Oh, oh no, that was I didn't. interesting. I did not. That was interesting. I did not get that one. All right, so. I, um, Thank you. Yeah. Do you, we'll, have, you have anything else? Well, yeah. Did you bring any Sondheim? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So, uh, so when the dog left, I started. I make made the joke about the headshot and that kind of thing. Right. And Scott said when they first started the roofing business, they uh, needed to hire a receptionist, and they got some resumes emailed to them, and one of them was. A woman who bared her breasts, like from there up. I mean, just from from, from there up. And so I went over the reception. Wait, are, are we ta- are we talking titties out? Yeah. Yes. That's her. That's her resume photo. All right. And and I so I went over to the uh, receptionist desk and I said, well, that would work about right, you know, <laughs> yeah. provided you didn't lean over the desk or anything. Sure. Like and uh, and and Stacy said, yeah, I opened that thing up and said, yeah, well, we're not hiring this one. <laughs> and, and Scott said, why not? And she turned the monitor around and Scott said, unqualified. <laughs> <laughs> 
but wait, what's G- her typing G-E-D? speed? Yeah, really. yeah, what's her typing speed? <laughs> Can she answer? What's she said like on the phone? Hold on now. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that is a, I don't want this job. That's what that that's, is. That's a, I applied for this job. Yes. I am writing it down on my, yeah. I am, I, I'm writing it down on the unemployment form. TWC will TWC see. will see that I applied for this job. <laughs> There's no way in hell I want to answer phones for a roofing company. Just, to me, that's just so. <laughs> so we're inquiring about this lady. Did yeah. she put herself out there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, oh, yes she did. Yes, she's very outgoing. I'd yeah. say she was a people person. She's very perky. Yeah. Uh, she really sticks out in the crowd. Yeah, um, very titillating resume. <laughs> there it is. Well there it is. Well there it is. Provided some generous endowments. What's the, uh, what's the craziest thing you've ever done to get a job? Just the horrible things in my head. Just like, I was like, joke, 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 no, joke. This is really me, but it's much more funny. Yeah. Uh, I pretended I was good with kids. Uh, yeah. You pretended yeah. you were good at kids. Good with good kids. Good with kids. Uh, the, the one joke, the one job that I, uh, the probably the furthest out there was directing traffic at Thanksgiving. I just needed a, I needed a, a temporary job, so I went downtown to manpower to uh, just see what there was and so I showed up this is in Houston in the <laughs> 90s early 90s and I uh, showed up downtown early like that's what they told me to do and uh, uh, they said okay we'll get on this truck and we're going to drive you to play I'm like okay where are we going we're going to the Galleria you're going to direct traffic it's like cool so I get in and I realize right away that I'm the only guy that's never been to jail on that truck. <laughs> and Give it what are these things yeah. about life? I mean, and, and, and the whole crew, the whole crew is sizing me up, <laughs> trying to figure it out, and uh, trying to make me uncomfortable. What'd you get? And yeah. I just decided, you kid, what'd you do? What'd it's you like, do? Well, littering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they all moved away, uh, but but I I they're looking at, they're looking at me and they're like you've never been to jail. I go you're absolutely right. I have not. And they're like you'd never last in jail. I go yes. That's why that's I right, don't right. I don't do anything to that's, make me go there. Yeah. So when that little devil is on my shoulder saying do it do it Brad, and I so, go. No, not that so much. So, so they not put me. They put me in the overalls, you know, for directing traffic. And you know, at the time, I was the young buck, probably tw- twenty-three, you know, years old, and feeling saucy. And they they uh, put me in the main area where all the ladies that were coming in to. I would tell them, yes, ma'am, go go park her that way, park that way. And the other guys were like down at the bottom level, and they were mad because I had the top level. And they, like suddenly it was a hierarchy, and you know this weird shit going on. And I I'll always remember that because they're like, you know what? You get up there. I'm like, I've never been to jail. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, after a while, I started feeling the peer pressure. I'm, yeah. I could, I could be all right in jail. I'd be okay. <laughs> no. no, no. I, I worked at Royal Stadium 
That's the UT football stadium here in sure. town. Uh, I worked. Not Kansas City. No. No, no. <laughs> I worked. Oh. I think it was. It might have been three football seasons. Doing what? <laughs> uh, guarding the handicapped elevator. The first two seasons, okay. Because they asked me in in sort of the the cursory interview that they did what my past experience was, and I said radio, and they said, "Oh, you know how to work a radio." Which, no. yeah, oh and, my god! And so they handed, <laughs> so I got a walkie-talkie, and when and so when someone would need to use the handicapped elevator, if we had someone special coming up into the elevator or something like that they would that's have... handicap right yes that, yeah sure not all this <laughs> oh i'm glad i didn't get a communication degree yeah <laughs> so i i could i could operate the walkie-talkie sure because I, I had been on because the, you've been on because the radio as i'd been on the radio um and i guarding that elevator people would all the time approach me and I'd say, excuse me, this is this is for handicapped. And they go, well, you want to see the scar on my back from back surgery that I had four years ago? And they go, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> see, and I would have been like, yes, I would. No. It's my fetish. And the, <laughs> yeah. and the ramp yes, is right there. A uh, nice. Yeah. No. And the ramp is right there. Yeah. And, uh, awesome. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Well, that's that's not as bad a scar as you might think, <laughs> but you probably can't see it, so I'll allow it. But <laughs> you're not getting on this elevator. Yeah, <laughs> I was very protective of the elevator. Uh, the final the final year, though, they had me actually operating the elevator on the other side of the stadium that went to the press box, the um, suites, the fancy suites, and the nosebleed section. Yeah. And it's amazing how many people must have gotten a degree in elevator operating because they had the best advice as to how I could run it better. I could bring too many people on the elevator because they were on it. Okay. And they were so smart, they had no weight. It's kind of like, no, we've reached our limit. No, no, you can fit five more people on there. It's kind of like, sir, no, no, you can't. And then, then we go, you know, I'd, I'd have to bring the elevator up to the nosebleed section. Yes. And then by the time we got down to the suites, the people would call for the elevator. The doors would open. The elevator would be full. Sure. And they go, yeah, you know what you ought to do? You ought to just take those people down, come up to the suite level, get us, and, and then go, and then go back, and then uh, bring us down, and then go back up to the nosebleed section again, where all the cheap seats are. So everybody had an opinion and stuff like that. And then there were the few times when, in that moment of the ride, they'd say, this your job? And I go, yeah, I have a master's degree. <laughs> that sounds like when I, <laughs> when Doug and I were, were selling, uh, renting 
chairbacks at Rice Stadium. <laughs> and uh, and that was one of the things that I read. Seven years of college. I got seven years of college. Music degree. Get your chairbacks right here. And I did that at the Astrodome as well for the livestock show and rodeo selling beer. Get your beer here. Uh, I'd say... Uh, Help me feed my nine hungry kids. <laughs> and someone, uh, one of the other persons, you don't have nine kids. I'm like, if I did, they'd be really hungry right now. I was journaling at the time. And in that last year that I worked the football season, I wrote in my journal and said, this gig is going to seem like a really, really good idea along about next July or August. Don't do this. <laughs> You hate this. Yeah. And let me remind you why. Yeah. For half the games, you don't know when they're scheduled. So you don't know what huge chunk of your day is going yep. to be taken up yep. by eight hours of getting to the stadium, parking, all the way in bumfuck Egypt on the other side of the state, walking to the stadium, checking in and waiting an hour and a half while the rest of the people get checked in. Then they finally tell you what position you're going to be working and what it is you're going to be doing. You go there, you wait another 45 minutes until they open the stadium. You can't sit down the entire time. You have to stand the entire time mm. that you're working. Mm. You get half an hour of a food break and all there is to eat is lousy stadium food. Yeah. This sucks. I'm going back to neurosurgery. <laughs> <laughs> then when then after the game is over, you have to wait another 45 minutes in line to check out for them to stamp your time card or whatever so you get paid. And then you have to walk all the way to hell back to your car and go home and journal about how much you hate this freaking job. It sounds like you at least get stadium cups. No. Because that was always the biggest no. perk at Rice Stadium. We got stadium cups. No. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, even, didn't even get that. And and people say, you know, they, they when you take them up to the suite level or, you know, uh -huh. whatever, they go, they go, well, you must have a hell of a view of the game. They go, I'm in the elevator. Yeah. yeah. There is no view. Uh, sir, all I see is your butt. All right? <laughs> There's no view. And sure enough, the following year, I started thinking about that gig again. I went back to my journal and was like, no. Nope. You're like, got it. No. Thank you, past me. Past, I will remember this. Past me says, ah, uh -uh. you hate this. That gig's going to call you at 3 in the morning when he's drunk. <laughs> and you're like, gig, like, no. Gig, go home, gig. You're, you're, you're drunk. drunk. I'm doing the ghost tours. I can make a lot more money and have a more reliable schedule. We are at 30 minutes. Well, there you go. That's how quickly that goes. Look at that. Yay. Yay. Well, now robot that I'm... Robot theme. <laughs> yeah. Run the... Kung Fu grip. Kung Fu robot theme. Yay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, please come visit us here at the Aristocrat Lounge in Austin, Texas on Burnett Road. We might be here on a Thursday. Yeah, and usually around 6 o'clock. Over by the old Poodle Dog Lounge sign established 1964 and the ever-popular Change Machine. Change Machine <laughs> and a deer that's looking at us with a lot of judgment. <laughs> you know what, deer? Fuck you, you're dead. So, and there. And you're, you're stuffed. Go home. If you think you think you're so cool. <laughs> There's only 
You realize half your audience is in Manitoba right now, <laughs> yeah. and they're taking you up on it. Yeah. They're, like, they're coming. They're like, we're on our way. With a deer. We're on our way. We're on our way with the deer. I'm Brett Weaver. I've been enjoying a kung fu panda. <laughs> kung fu robot. Kung fu robot. <laughs> Same thing. A no. kung fu robot. <laughs> Not Ruben. to be confused with a red requiem. Requiem robot. Robot. <laughs> and I'm co-host Monica Mallard, joined here by the lovely EK and Doug. Doug, yeah. Kung Fu Ribbon. Yeah, the ribbon. Kung Fu Ribbon. Uh, Please visit us again, and yay. Yay. Bye. Be safe.